Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the podcast that you're currently listening to. My name is James Acaster. You are also currently listening to the podcast where I am from is... Yes, and we have merch. How exciting. Official off-menu merch. We have four different t-shirts designed by four different brilliant artists. They're all individual, wonderful pieces of art. We also have tote bags. We also have mugs. I love them. James? Do we have tea towels? We do have tea towels. So you can be drinking a cup of tea out of an off-menu mug. You can spill a bit of that tea. You can yeah. mop it up with a tea towel. Then you can um, oh. put, have a T-shirt on and, I, I, and then okay, take it all I mean, off, put it in a bag. and then Personally, then I would use the tea towel to dry the mug up after I've washed it. I wouldn't really be cleaning up spillages with the tea towel. I, I, I mean, that's just in my household. I don't want to... People can use right. the tea towel for whatever they want. I mean, it's fine. Frame it. Frame it. Yeah. Wear it. Actually, Frame it, wear it, kiss it. Kiss it. So uh, all our merch is kissable uh, and you can yes. buy it on offmenupodcast.co.uk. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, the podcast that's been marinated for 24 hours in humour and good times. My name is Ed Gamble. Gok Wan's Easy Asian, coming to the Food Network. Okay, James has got excited because we need to do a plug for our guest that we've got on today, uh, but he's forgotten to do all the rest of the information. Now, James, remember, you need to say who you are, mm. we need to say what the podcast is, we yes. need to say who our guest is, and then maybe what the sort of, that sort of thing that they're going to be talking about. So, should we try again? Uh, my name's my- Ed Gamble. My name is James Acaster. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, where we ask a different guest their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink. And this week's guest is the magnificent... Gokwan. Gokwan. Gokwan, uh, of course. Uh, wonderful uh, broadcaster, uh, uh, chef, uh, fashion expert, all of these things. He's been on our screens for many, many years. Uh, and he actually has a brand new food show on the Food Network, and it's called James... Hmm? James? Yes. What's it called? 
Gokwan's oh. Easy Agent. Easy Agent. So that's very exciting. He's got that coming up, but he has agreed to be a guest in the Dream Restaurant. And this episode is one of our Lockdown X Lockdown. Record- recorded over the net. Unfortunately, however much we like Gokwan, if he says a secret ingredient, he will be removed from the <gasps> restaurant, James. And what is the yes. secret ingredient this week? It is sweet bread. Sweet bread. We don't know what they are, really. I no. think they're like or- organy bits, maybe. Benito suggested it. Benito uh, suggested so we just, it, yeah. We just went with Benito's suggestion. He said it was full of uh, guts and stuff, is what he said. It's, um, a, it's like awful, isn't it? Is it awful? Is it is like an organ or something? I, well, I've had them before and I like them, but that doesn't say much because I would eat an entire animal, bones and all. Yes, you do like that kind of stuff. Uh, Ed orders brains and things like that from restaurants, but I think for me, the sweetbread might be a little bit too much, so I'm going to... On a green light, the sweetbread as the secret ingredient this week. Okay, so if he says sweetbread, he's out on his ear. Hopefully, he won't, because we're very excited to have him here. This is the off-menu menu of Got Got One. Welcome, Got One, to the Dream Restaurant. Very exciting. <laughs> Welcome, wow. Got One. We've been expecting you for Thank some you. time. Thank you. I'm a bit gutted, actually, because most restaurants that I go to, you at least get a bowl of nuts or a welcome drink. I mean, mm. nothing. No. no one's taken my coat. There was no <laughs> maitre d' at the door. This place is smelling a bit musty. Well, What's because it's boys? it's the dream restaurant, Gok, so it is a sort of, it's a recreation of something that's coming from in your brain. So if it smells musty, it's oh. very much you who's created you know the what? smell, unfortunately. I mean, a lot of psychology going on there, wasn't there? <laughs> I mean, I've already created this bad place for me to go and eat. Bad place. Well, thank you for having us in my dream restaurant. We don't take people's coats here, Gok. You may have noticed I put an extra coat on you. So now you have two <laughs> coats on. <laughs> just layering me up. Nice and toasty for the dream meal. Nice and toasty. What kind of food do you like just before, like if there's a little bit of complimentary stuff on the table? What are you crossing your fingers for? Uh, well, I always got taught by dad because dad, my dad owned restaurants. I don't know if you're oh. aware of this. So I kind of grew up in catering. And so we always knew that the, the saltier the good when you walk in, the more alcohol people drink. Yes. So just, you know, give them a lot of salty snacks. And so, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm no stranger to a salted peanut. Mm-hmm. I'm no stranger to a chilli cashew. So I'm thinking something like that, something that's going to start the conversation in my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want a, a, a flaccid, a placid conversation. I want something that's going to start, you know, this is start your evening. So with a bit of spice. Um, I do love a poppadom, it has to be said. Yes. I, am, I, I do love a poppadom. Um, I, don't like, I don't like the lime pickle. I'm going to be very honest. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a bit of a writer. I like the writer. I like the raw onion. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so something like that, something very snackable. So you want something to start the conversation in your mouth, but what mm. is it about the lime pickle chat that you don't want in there? I mean, that's an argument before you've even started. Before you've even met the guests that night, you've ha- already had an argument in your mouth. Way too much going on. You know, I, st- I, st- I still want to be the person leading the conversation. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the writer, even the onion, even even she is, you know, she knows when she needs to speak. <laughs> and so because of that, whereas the lime pickle is basically me. I am the lime I pickle. I see. And I don't want to be having an argument with myself. So if you think of all mm. the all the little condiments in in the, the sort of poppadom tray, yeah, as as guests in themselves, yeah, the lime pickle is is too similar to you yeah. to, for you to want to have dinner with. 
Absolutely. I, I wouldn't want to have dinner with me. Um, you know, loud, <laughs> uh, eat too much, bossy, controlling, you know, all of that kind of thing. I mean, my friends do come for dinner with me. You know, they, they're they forced to come. I pay them to come for dinner with me. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, it, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because, it, you know, food is such a massive representation of our personalities. And I do like big flavours and I do like big moments in, in cooking as well. But actually, my preference to food would always be far more subtle, would be far blander, um, you know, if I'm cooking for myself, etc. Very interesting. I've just, I had never considered that before. Ah, what kind of restaurant did your dad own? So it was very much the 80s. So there were family-run restaurants. You know, it was the, you know, the, the slightly rounded wine glasses with the napkin that had been pointed and folded up and put inside. Um, you know, they, they, they were very, very small and family-run in Leicester. But they were, you know, the, the nicest, most hospitable, the most caring, the, the funniest places you could go to. Dad is an incredible host. Um, you know, he loves cooking, he loves food, but he's actually an incredible host as well. So he always created a, a beautiful environment where everybody was welcome and he'd be smiling and laughing and, you know, he'd all, he knew all the customers by their first names. And in fact, he taught me a very, a, a, an incredible skill that I've used in every part of my life as a stylist and as a TV presenter, which is that he remembered ailments of people. So we'd be standing at the front <laughs> of the, the front reception to the restaurant it, and it was a converted Victorian house. It was that small. And the whole ground floor was the restaurant. The first front room was turned into a bar. The Then two large rooms, you can imagine a Victorian terrace, two large rooms were then knocked into the main dining area with probably maximum of 10 or 11 tables in and then a kitchen out the back with a store and everything else. And so it was very intimate. And so we would stand at the front of the Victorian entrance and there was a pathway that walked into the house. And as we'd be standing there, both of us hands behind our backs, and I still walk like that now. If I'm going out shopping, I still walk with my hands behind my back. Um, <laughs> Um, a little bit like a you know like a wise ninja as I'm going around <laughs> the shops and um, as a customer would walk up he'd say to me John just got divorced bad back <laughs> and as soon as uh, and as soon as he walked in he would go hey John how are you coping all right how's the back <laughs> it was just the most incredible business technique that he did you know because if you think about it you're going out for supper and somebody sometimes says do you need an extra cushion for your back you're like you're there all night drinking getting yeah. hammered the whole yeah. night and so yeah so there, there were incredible spaces these restaurants were and and i have such fond memories not only of the food but the customers and the staff and you know they were they were our safe place growing up Ed, as our maitre d' at this restaurant, mm. do you have a similar technique for remembering people's <laughs> name? <laughs> What's no, my I, name, Ed? Yeah, yeah. I, I know this, <laughs> uh, but all I can do is is whisper to James, "This is Gok. Uh, he doesn't like lime pickle. That's all. That's all yeah. I've got is in the that back what it pocket. Is? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know any of your ailments, unfortunately, Gok. So I've <laughs> done that. bad back, gout. Always, always a good one. Everyone's got some form of gout. So yeah. if, you, if you're just going to hazard a guess, just general this is gout. It. Yeah, exactly. Gout. Sophie, gout. Yeah, you know. <laughs> also, because each episode, the dream restaurant is whatever the guest wants it to be, whatever their dream is. And earlier, you mentioned a conversation happening in your mouth. Would you mm. like? the dream restaurant to take place inside your mouth and our conversation that we're having right now is we're literally sitting on your tongue and having a big chat inside your own mouth i don't know where this conversation is going to but i like it 
<laughs> that's the honest truth. Yes, I'm just yes. going to say yes to all of that. You kind of went onto a, you, you were you went into a little space of imagining there, didn't you? Yes. You, I mean, you, yeah. you, you were there. You yes. were invested. That's going to happen. Um, yeah. yeah. So do you know what? Just just because I don't want to take the delight out of your eyes, yeah. I'm going to say yes to all of that. Yes, we're going to make that happen. It's more of a fever dream restaurant now. <laughs> well, I, don't, I imagine sitting on Gok's tongue. Yeah, but we can, we can do that. I, how's Gok? How's God. Gok going to sit in his own mouth? Yeah. Hard. That's, that's that's tricky, isn't it? <laughs> but I'm still. I I I mean, you know, I, I've only known you for a few minutes, Gok. But already, I've got in my head that you're you're a scraper. You're a tongue scraper. I can tell. Do you think sitting on this tongue, it looks so clean? Do you know? I am actually a tongue. I am tongue a, a, a tongue scraper. Yeah, it's true. It's very. Wish, It'll be I the cleanest restaurant you ever sit in. Yes, it will be. <laughs> Although, if we are in Gok's mouth head, then. Mm. While Gok is eating, are we going to be covered in the food? Um, well, we have you, to. Ma- you should have thought this through, really, Ed. <laughs> but here's yeah. my other problem with it: we have to make the food in Gok's mouth and mm. then feed it to feed it to Gok, or do we give it to Gok and then little Gok puts the mm. food in his mouth? Oh, there's a little Gok now, then. Well, you. you're in you're in your own mouth. You're both. And I, I'm and just struggling with I mean, that. The thing is, you're just now creating characters in my restaurant, and that's kind <laughs> mm. of not allowed. Yeah, it doesn't seem really. fair, does it? No, yeah. it doesn't seem fair. Okay, I get rid of little Gok. I, I think that I think we should just take dinner out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm regretting ever saying yeah. that mm. I want a conversation with the lime pickle or yeah. not. But though, just for the sake of argument, if we were sitting in your mouth having this conversation, <laughs> and you're eating. If we're making the food there, me and Ed have made the food in your mouth, and we serve it to you, are you going to put it in your little gok mouth, or are you going to just chuck it down the throat? So not even put it in your... Are you just going to throw the plate down the down your own throat, because you're in there anyway, or are you going to eat it in your mouth there? So before I answer that question, I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> yes. Have you had much human contact in the last four months? No, I mean, just a question. Fair, it, yeah. it, in, in the last few years, I haven't got. I mean, <laughs> James has been in lockdown for about a decade. Yeah, <laughs> for, for everyone's good. Um, do you know what? In my mind, I mean, we are creating this slightly psychedelic, hallucinogenic dream, aren't we? I mean, it's kind mm. of there. I, I'm kind of imagining, actually, the Blue Meanies and the and the Beatles. I'm, yeah. kind of, I'm seeing the yellow submarine right now. This is this kind of weird space. That meets Tim Burton, modern day. And so I'm thinking probably Little Gok would be um, a... I uh, <laughs> can't believe I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> would probably be able to taste the food, is what I'm saying. So, Gok, also, we'd like to uh, mention that you've got a bra- you've got a brand new series uh, on the Food Network called Gok Wines Easy, Easy Asian. Absolutely, which is very exciting. It's my it's the I think my third or my fourth cooking show that I've made, um, and it's pretty much what it says on the tin. It is me teaching you in my kitchen. Um, how to make delicious, really, really simple Asian food, but kind of all Southeast Asian food. So we dip into Malaysia. We've got some Peranakan dishes in there. We've got some, uh, you know, Chinese, Cantonese, Szechuan. And so lots and lots and lots of different flavours. And it's a really lovely series. And we actually made it in lockdown as well. And so it was all scheduled uh, to happen. And then, of course, lockdown happened, which I thought then maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe we won't be able to do it. But the the producers, uh, a woman called Karen, who is incredible, managed to follow all the guidelines. And we spent a few weeks in my house during lockdown just cooking vast amounts of, of Asian food. And it's a really, really lovely series, I have to say. I mean, it's pure cookery. It's mm. all cookery and absolutely packed 
full of stories. Now, I know you probably find this hard to believe, but I do like to talk. <laughs> I do like a chat. So uh, there's lots and lots of very funny stories of growing up in the restaurant and stuff that my dad's done over the years and, you know, kind of where food comes from. It allowed me to show off a little bit and not necessarily show off about stuff that I know, stuff that I feel. So I get to show off about my family, which was really important. <laughs> if you're cooking just at home for people and it's not part of a TV show, yeah. do you like them coming and chatting to you while you're cooking or do you need, do you need peace and quiet? It depends on the type of dinner party. So I, I'm, I'm a bit of a, um, I'm a bit of a dinner party addict. So when we're not in lockdown um, and we're not living in, I call it COVID soup. So we're not swimming around in COVID soup. Then I, um, I throw probably two or three dinner parties a week for different friends. I often have clients over as well, and you know, kind of entertaining and stuff. And so it depends on the party. If I'm doing it with friends that I've spent a lot of time chatting to already or we've been for drinks and I kind of know what's going on in their world they can just come for dinner because I don't need to have all of those chats again we're absolutely fine if it's clients I have a very sneaky um, trick that I do which is I often set up food stations in the kitchen where they can start they'll make their starter before we cook it or they'll add they'll contribute to the food because it kind of breaks the ice a little bit you know that awkward moment mm -hmm. when you've got people over and you know you you know, you know you're going to have a wonderful evening but you've got to kick start it somewhere often the preparation of food will help that and because you're instructing them and you're showing them something then I feel that that's that's quite good so it depends on the party really and also it depends on the amount of guests so I normally on a Sunday I'll have between thirty and forty people over for lunch, what? and it's a well, it's a standing party. I know it's, it, this is the honest truth. In fact, on, on Instagram I posted quite a few pictures up of some of the parties we've had, and I often do a bring a dish party. So I'll cook six or seven dishes. Everyone else brings a dish. I'll design a whole menu so people know whether they're dipping into savoury, into sweet, starter or main course. They can kind of choose from that. They then let me know. I then issue the menu out. They then arrive with their dish and we set it up like a massive, almost Harry Potter style platter room. And you're, you're so excited. This sounds about incredible. This. I'm so impressed. It is. Check Instagram and you'll see you'll see the one of the last ones that I did. And they're very messy. They get very drunk. And also I'm a DJ. And I've got all my decks in the kitchen. So I literally, so it just turns into this kind of like slight Glastonbury kind of with food kind of a festival in the kitchen. They're lots of fun. Ed. Yes. If you've got a dinner party around your house and you've got to invite yeah. 40 people, who would they be? Go. <laughs> <laughs> I can only think of about six people I'd want to invite to my house. Sure. For, 40 people. You can't oh, like all of them, Gok. There must be like at least 10 of them you're like, oh, I wish they weren't coming. Oh, do you, do you know, I, I, I adore all of them. I collect my friends like action figures. You know, I, I literally... Never take like, their packets? Never, never, <laughs> no, always, just, they're also in a glass cabinet from the 70s, yeah. just in a room. Um, no, I, I, I'm very, very lucky. I'm very blessed. I've got the most incredible set of friends. And we're all friends together and we all, you know, everyone knows each other independently as well. And so, yeah, they are, they're quite legendary, these, these, these parties, I have to say. Still they're very good friends as well. Because I, I, I have a lot of close friends who I like very much. But I reckon if I invited them around my house for a meal and then I started DJing, they would just make fun of me. I've got a lot of friends who are kind of bullies. Oh, have <laughs> you? Yeah. Like Nish and Ed would just like make fun of me if I just started yeah. DJing at, at my house, wouldn't you? Yeah, because that would be madness. Uh, I wouldn't make fun of you. Yeah, no, no, no I'd, well, I'd take it from Gok for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. If you go to Gok Wan's house and he's cooking and there's 40 dishes and he starts spitting some, spitting some vinyl, I'd be like, I'm on board with that. If I went to James Acaster's flat and he started playing his weird music off his iPod, I'm not having that. <laughs> That's true, actually.
James, I would support you. I'm going to just you, say God. it. I would support. I, you know, I'd, I'd probably even clear up as well. So I, you know, I'd support you. I'd be the perfect guest. You're welcome over any time for a can of coffee. Thank you press. very much. <laughs> still a sparkling water, Gok. Definitely, definitely still. I like spark. I've got a soda stream that I love. By the way, I'm a bit of a soda stream fan, and I and my drink of choice is. Uh, sparkling water, vodka and lime cordial. So that is my drink of choice. And so, oh. that, so that comes in very handy there. Um, but at, at dinner, definitely still water and always tap water. Oh, I've got working class roots. And I kind of think to myself, do you know what? Actually, that's, that's good enough. I don't, I don't need big bottles of fancy water and all that kind of thing. I'm, I'm quite happy with tap water. I, quite, I, like the, I like the taste of tap water. I don't mind it either. Mm, like, yeah. I, I, when yeah. people are like, oh, you live in a hard water area or it ruins the taste, it's like, no, that, ta- that tastes good to me. I can take the Here's vintage. a question for you, Ed. Go on. Is there a directory to tell you where the hard water areas are or are they just assuming you live in a hard water area? Um, I think you can you can you can log on to a website and you can put your postcode in and it tells you if you you live in a hard water area and that is true. I did it the other day. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Have you not had very much human contact either? Absolutely not. That was I'm really scraping the barrel for entertainment now. I was checking to see how hard my water is. <laughs> Lovely. Got uh, you were saying earlier your your new TV show is you're at home cooking. You just said you would like some tap water. What kind of taps you got in your kitchen? It's a bog standard uh, mixer tap. It's, it's a deep white basin, double sink with a mixer tap in the centre. I'm, I'm picturing a handle for the mixer tap, or is it like two different ones and you get it balanced? It's a handle. It's a mixer tap handle. One handle and you can like move it left and right. Up and down, up for hot, down for cold, and then the, the yeah. pressure is when you, when you pull it away from yourself. So, say that we are making you a glass of water for your dream meal. Making me a glass of water. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and you I'm don't using... cook very much, do you, James? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I'm going to get it right. I, 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 we're cu- we're cooking you a lovely water. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm using your mixer tap. Yeah. Where exactly do you want me to be to get the perfect temperature of water for you? Whereabouts, if you're picturing the tap, what am I doing? You're all the way down. So you are, you are pulling the lever downwards yeah. and then you're pulling it out and that yeah. would be the perfect, yeah, perfect. Quite a high pressure tap, so be careful. Don't get wet. Oh, I tell you what, I've got a similar situation here in my flat and I'm still not very good at pouring myself for water without it going everywhere. It, I, I always do too much pressure and it just goes straight in and out again and I'm soaked. In it completely out again. Who do you live with, James? My girlfriend. And does she ever help you with your water? No, I, I actually, I, I keep it a secret from her. Do she you? Doesn't, she doesn't know that I struggle with the water tap. Are you afraid that she may dump you if she finds out that you can't work the mixer tap? I've been dumped for less. How have you? Oh, yeah. James, just so you know, I would never dump you. Thank you, Gok. Just so you know. Just, I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, already in this show, Gok's like the best friend I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> he, would, he would let me DJ. Yeah. <laughs> He'd never dump me. Ever. Ever. I, I think she knows side. that you struggle with the water, James, because every time you nip out to get a glass of water, you come back and you're absolutely soaked head to toe. <laughs> I just make out I've been outside and it's raining. <laughs> Don't look out the window. It's raining out there. Cats and dogs. Pop and or bread. Pop and or bread. Got one. Pop and or bread, even though you've already said pop and Yeah, interesting. Yeah. You're the first guest to ever pip us to the post with that question and get in I beforehand. To the post for a pop Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. good. 
Um, uh, depends on what I'm eating, actually. So are we talking naan bread? Any, Any type of bread. That's a difficult Any question. Bread. That's like asking. That's like asking a parent to choose their favourite child because mm. they're both carb-based food, and I'm a carb-based person. So mm. I, uh, or bread. I'm not going to answer. You can't have that in my restaurant. I'm so sorry. I'm just not going to answer. It's just too difficult. <laughs> Refusing to answer. That's first time that's ever difficult. happened. Yeah, first time that's ever happened. That's great. I'm, I mean, I'm completely happy to roll with that as well. Yeah. <laughs> not answering. Not answering. No, I'm not, I'm, I refuse to choose which child I love the most. Yes, that's fair enough. So does that mean you're having both or you're having neither because you don't want to make the choice? Oh, both. You're having both, right, okay, yeah. I'm fine. having both, but I would never choose. I'd never say to Poppadom, oh, I actually am preferring the bread tonight. And yeah. I'd never say to bread, actually, Poppadom's literally killing it tonight. Yeah. And so I'd never be like that. I mean, I would give them equal love and adoration. Mm-hmm. With the Poppadoms, do you want us to put them on your decks and they spin round and you can take little yeah. bits off as they spin round? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, as soon as I get off of this podcast, I'm going to try that. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> if you see a picture suddenly arrive on Instagram yeah. in a moment of me, literally like something out of Scooby-Doo, catching a poppadon from the air, you know exactly what the setup is. I know you don't want to choose between poppadons or bread, but if you're having both, is there a certain type of bread you would like? Okay, it's just getting awkward now. Yeah, it's getting it's just getting it's getting a bit inappropriate, and this, this, these questions are a bit inappropriate for me. Um, yeah. I, I do like a mini roll. I have to say, can't decide which one I want. When they offer you whether you want poppy seed, normal seed, plain or onion, all four. I have, I have one of each, please. I'm not going to mm-hmm. decide here. Maybe an onion bread. Maybe, maybe it has to be an onion bread. Oh yeah. I'm, oh, I'm there now, yeah. and it has to be a roasted onion bread, and it has to come with salted butter. Mm. And I also put a little pepper, a bit, bit of pepper on the butter as well. It's oh, very nice. You proper season the butter properly. Yeah, yeah, you do. A little bit of salt, rock salt, and a tiny bit of black pepper mm. on your onion bread with your butter. There you go. When you said mini roll, for a minute I thought you were talking about a Cadbury's mini roll. And I thought you were trying to sneak in in a cake with the breads. I have been known to take my own food to restaurants just in case there's a delay. Have you? That is no word of a lie. What would you take? A spring roll. What's your problem? (laughs) Before before any of us have even vocalised a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, even, don't even know what's wrong with you. Maybe it's a small portion of chow mein, just a small one. But, you know, <laughs> <some type. laughs> How would you package it? Would you conceal it in, in something so the restaurant no. didn't know you had it? Absolutely, with pride. So my father, so my father, who is the funniest man I've ever met in my entire life, and literally doesn't give two shits about anything. Mm. Um, so they, they live close to a carvery restaurant where they live in Leicestershire. And my dad likes a carvery he likes the choice of five different meats you know it kind of that he does it for him but he'll always take his very own carton of rice with him to have with his meal and he very proudly places it on the table and my mum will go to the carvery and she'll get whatever she wants then my father will go and he'll leave the rice in front of him and then he'll take the lid off of it and he'll place the rice on and he'll mash it all together and he'll do that and I'm a little bit like that if I take my own hors d'oeuvre very proud of it have no problem with it at all how warm is the chow mein? When you, are you bringing it in the furnace? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It depends if you've been for a drink before. It depends if I found it in the bottom of my bag and it's been there for a while. It doesn't matter. But the whole point here is, is that I'm not going to wait for the food to arrive. Yeah. So if I'm hungry, I need to eat. Does it matter what sort of restaurant you're in? If it's like a really high-end yeah. restaurant, would you whip out your chow mein and just go for it? That's a very personal question, but yes. <laughs>
So we come to your starter, which I don't know, but I hope it comes on time because otherwise you're going to have a starter of your own. What would be your dream starter? Probably Yuxung, mm-hmm. which is the minced chicken with the vermicelli, with the water chestnuts and bamboo shoots. It's been fried with an obscene amount of garlic and then it's with fried crispy white vermicelli on top and then it's wrapped in a crisp iceberg lettuce leaf and then dipped into some chilli vinegar. Oh, yes. There you go. It's light as well as being filling. Absolutely. And also as well, I, I, I like sharing food. I'm not particularly good. And so so if I, if I go for dinner with friends, which I do a lot, um, then I will never order first because I need to see what everyone else is eating. So to make sure that I know that I'm going to have a mouthful of that a mouthful of that, a mouthful of that. So I'm not going to order. So if everyone's going to order the burger, I'm not going to order the burger because I'm going to have a whole burger by the time I've got everyone around everyone anyway. And so and there's, there's something about yuck sung, which is because it's served at the centre of the table and it's got lots of lettuce leaves that actually it's more like a main course than a starter because if you get in quickly and I can, <laughs> I can literally not chew and still appreciate <laughs> the food and so therefore I can get through quite a, quite a few of them at the same time. That's very clever. Do you make it on your show? Uh, we didn't make the yuck song actually. I, it was one of the it was one of the recipes that I had in. We had three recipes per episode, which isn't that many at all. Oh, what, did I, what did I do instead? I made I made incredible half moon rice balls, which is almost like a mm. um, a deconstructed sushi hand roll, which was made with tuna with a wasabi and mustard mayonnaise in a tiny half moon, and they were beautiful. So that was replaced. My local sushi place has started uh, delivering again uh, for the first time since lockdown. And I'm having a lovely time with the salmon skin rolls. Oh, I love a salmon skin roll. Yeah. I really like a salmon skin roll, yeah. And then also one of the cheapest things on the menu. Yeah, absolutely. Essentially, it's scrap. Yeah, it yeah. is. Which is, yeah, which is delicious. No, I and love you know it. what? If they called it that on the menu, I'd still order it. I <laughs> would. I'd have some scraps, please. Do you remember scraps in the chip shop? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, weren't they the best part? That's great. All the leftover batter and the, the tiny little bits of really crispy potato. They were the best things. We used to have a portion of scraps yeah. to go alongside our meal. Yeah. Anyway, you just reminded me. Broken biscuits as well. Broken biscuits. Oh, I love a broken biscuit. But everything yeah. tasted like the vanilla wafers. Yeah. Because they were such a dominant flavour that even if it was a custard cream or sometimes a strawberry cream, depending on what factory you went to then it would have still taste like one of the wafer fingers. Do you remember bottles of pop from the Milkman? No. No. Ah. I don't think we ever, we ever had a Milkman, you know. Oh, you didn't have a Milkman? I'm, I'm speaking think... for myself. Me and James didn't grow up together. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> Sadly, yeah, I would love that. It, it, if I could go back in time, Ed, I'd make sure we did. <laughs> oh. How would you do that? I'd move to Wimbledon. <laughs> and I'll make sure we grow up together. So that's a great starter, and also yeah. sounds like it would be a good icebreaker for one of your dinner parties. Uh, a di- exactly, because like you'd have to make your own. You see, so you're kind of serving. Also, there's a really, there's a really beautiful tradition um, that, that a lot of Asian families still do, which is the youngest of the family, regardless. You know, I'm now 45, 46 this year, but I am the youngest of my nuclear family. So when I have dinner with all of them, it's my responsibility to serve the family. So I will serve the rice. I will then, um, you know, if we're sat at the dinner table, then I will serve. My mum loves shiitake mushrooms. So I will then find the shiitake mushrooms in the meal in the six or seven dishes. And I'll constantly be, you know, replenishing her bowl with shiitake mushrooms. I know that my, my brother loves crispy roast soy sauce duck. So I'll be looking for the, the, the most tender piece to put into his bowl. And so there's something lovely about sharing. And so if I was to have the yuk sung, because I'm not necessarily the youngest of my friends. I'm 
probably the person that's organized the evening and the bossiest and I would have ordered the meal. So I would then be making all of the Yatsung wraps for all of my friends. So it's a nice moment of letting everyone feel very welcome for the meal they're about to have. What happens if the youngest member of the family is a tiny baby? Yep. Then they will have to wear gloves so that it's probably the most the most the most able of yes. the youngest yeah. of the family. You wouldn't just put a spoon in the baby's hand just just to see how it gets on. That's a, that's a very very good question. I'm going to call my dad after this and find out and say, tell me what he thinks. Little uh, Ali McBeal baby doing all the work for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Ali McBeal! What a great yeah. show that was. Ah, uh, my my. my the, one of the, uh, or, I was going say one of the best moments in my house growing up, and I thought that sounds sad, but then it probably was actually, was um, <laughs> when uh, my mum and sister were watching loads of Ali McBeal, and my dad would always be like, oh man, I'm always watching Ali McBeal, I want to sit in the living room as well, you've got Ali McBeal on, and then he just started just having to put up with it, and then eventually he was like clearly getting into it silently, and then after one of them, yeah, they had the bit at the beginning, and then they have the opening titles, by yeah. the time the opening titles came on, he turned to my sister and went, this is the best episode of Ali McBeal ever. <laughs> it, was, it was totally, it was completely into it. <laughs> Every time I have a water chestnut, I'm surprised. Mm. Every time I'm surprised by the, the texture of it. They're like mm, magic. Crunchy. I don't really, are they chestnuts? I don't really understand what they are. Good question. They're, they're kind of chestnuts. I mean, they, 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 as, as I think they are found in water. I don't know actually the answer to this. I mean, maybe I should Google and make myself look really intelligent. But I, um, I, I think they are found in, found in water. I think they, they, well, they look like a chestnut. Mm-hmm. But of course, they taste nothing like a chestnut, and they stay crunchy regardless of what you do to them. They're a, they're a delicious ingredient. I use a lot of them actually. I'd like to see MythBusters do an episode on that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Do they stay crunchy no matter what you do to them? They, I think they. Well, I, well, I kind of know since I've cooked them, which has been for forty-five years, they've never ever gone soggy, not once. And so, uh, so yes, and, and they're they're a really good ingredient. They're delicious, actually. I love oh, them. I love them. I really really like them. I like a lot of them. If you stir fry some king prawns just with some chili oil, lots of garlic and ginger and spring onion, and throw a load of those in at the last minute and scorch them. It's a really beautiful... Just serve that with some bread. It's amazing. Oh, that sounds amazing. And yeah, doable. I feel, not, not too intimidating. I think I could try that. James, you know, you'll like this series because I literally have debunked all the myths of, uh, of, of, of Asian cookery, and I've made it really, really simple. I, I've made quite a few dishes using very Western ingredients, like I made a Canton beef dish with, um, with tomato ketchup, which is, a real, which is incredible. The minute you mix tomato ketchup with oyster sauce, you get this fusion flavour, which is so dynamic and delicious and simple and you get the saltiness and the sweetie and sweetness from the tomato ketchup and then that with the charred beef and fresh plum tomatoes and lots oh. of onions oh. it's delicious i've got tomato ketchup in the fridge right now you should try that dish you should try it i will try. I tell you how to make it james do you want do you want the recipe now very quickly yes. he's, he's only got okay. tomato ketchup though well. <laughs> yeah have you got any protein in your fridge uh chicken chicken that'll do <laughs> Okay, so you're going to boil your chicken, however it comes, whether it's breast or sorry. Right, let me get my notes app up. Boil <laughs> We're going to do this. chicken. Do you have any soy sauce? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to put a bit of soy sauce in the water, and it will colour the chicken, but also add some salt to it as well. And then after you've boiled it, you're going to let it go cool, and then you're just going to shred it with your fingers. Just put it apart, yeah? Then what you're right. going to do is you're going to fry off some garlic. Have you Red got ginger? Fingers. Yes. Uh, fry garlic. And have you got yep. any ginger? 
Okay, yes. you're going to put in two cloves of garlic. You're going to put half a centimetre of ginger. Half a centimetre. Yeah. Need a now, if you're it. really posh, you'll grate the ginger. If you're not really posh, you'll cut it up as small as you can go, James. But watch your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Then have you got any spring onions? Yeah, I have actually. Okay, so you're going to chop your spring onions up. You're going to chop up the green bits into three centimetre strips. And then the white part of the onion, you're going to chop into smaller bits. And that's because mm. a spring onion tastes differently. So the green bit is less acidic and the white bit is very acidic. Uh-huh. Okay. Got it. And then you can, so what you can do is you're going to fry your spring onion, your ginger and your garlic. And then you're going to put in your chicken in a tiny bit of oil. Not very much at all. And then you're yeah. going to put a squeeze, a good squeeze of tomato ketchup. Have fun with that, James. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Then you're going I'll to put, put in. Down. Yeah. And then you're going to put in about half of what you've done with the tomato ketchup with oyster sauce. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. at the very end of it, you're going to serve it on fluffy rice, just with a tiny, tiny dash of sesame oil. And that's your most basic Cantonese dish. That is great. And at no point do I have to use. Oh, no. You did say water. So I'm going to. <laughs> At the beginning, I'm going to be absolutely sucked. Yeah, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to get the water into the pan to boil the chicken in the yeah, first place. Yeah, yeah, and that's the so. first hurdle. Yeah. <laughs> I will be drowned before the first... But I've written all that down. Thank you very much, God. That sounds delicious. You're welcome. Do some cooking. Have 40 people around. <laughs> all for one dish. Yeah, all for one dish. I learned a new dish, everyone. All 40 of you come over. I don't know all of you, but... Great. How many yes. spoons do you have? Just the one. <laughs> We're living in COVID times, James. You can't yeah. share cutlery. In COVID times, and I share it. We all share it in the flat. Me, my girlfriend. Oh, Jason McKenzie. And we all share the spoon together. Who's Jason McKenzie? He's, uh, he lives in the flat as well. He's my pen pal, and he visited just before lockdown was announced, and now he's living here. Had you met him before? That, no, never met him. Strictly... He, he's no. been my pen pal since I was in primary school, uh, and uh, it's the first time that I met him. And now he's had to stay here all the way through lockdown. Wow. Have you got on? Not really. He's a li- he's got <laughs> his views are a bit outdated. He's about twenty years older than me, and uh, he's he's a little bit stuck in his, his, his ways. And I don't. It's been a bit. James, how did you how did you get assigned this person as your pen pal? Was it through a pen pal society? Was it? Was well, it, it was in, of... in primary school, and there was a, a class, another class of kids. So we were going to be pen pals with them. But the amount of kids didn't line up. I was like a spare kid, so I just got the teacher. Uh, right. And that's Jason McKenzie. And this is a teacher from another school? Yes. All right, OK. So yes, genuinely, too. you'd not met him until lockdown? Didn't meet him before lockdown. He came just to visit me for the first time. Lockdown was announced. Now he's staying he here. moved in. Doesn't get on with me, doesn't get on with my girlfriend. <laughs> he spends most of his time locked in the spare room working on his arts and crafts website. I'm sure I've dated him. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Your main course, Gok. Yes. What are we having? Oh. Um, <laughs> am I deciding? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's the first time anyone's ever thrown it back at us, which would make sense because it is a restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, beef Wellington. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna have a, a a salt fish or a dried fish rendang curry, which is mm. non-your food, so it's Peranakan food, so it's a cross between Cantonese and Malaysian, um, and comes originally from the peninsula of Malaysia in a, a very small beautiful seaside town called Malacca. And so we're going to have that dish, which is made with a rumpa, which traditionally has over 100 ingredients in, which is basically a curry paste with everything from candle nuts, kaffir, lime leaves, lemongrass, chili, garlic. I mean, it's incredible. So we're going to have that, but that's going to be in a big pot in the centre. And that's going to have salt fish. And I'll probably put some eggs in it as well. So I quite like eggs in curry. I think it works. So we're going to have, a, we're going to have that. Then I'm going to do a whole sea bass, and it's going to be steamed with ginger and spring onion and a light soy. So very simple, very fragrant, just with some fresh lemon squeezed on afterwards. And But then I'll, I'll serve that. But I, what I'll do is I'll fillet the fish with my chopsticks. It's a bit of a party piece. So, you know, none of you are messing around. Just with a single pair of chopsticks, I'm going to take that fish apart. Then I'm probably going to do chilli and salt pork chops, maybe. So <laughs> take some pork chops, chilli <laughs> and salt pork. Course. I was thinking about that then. How many dishes are it? Uh, well, it depends on how many. Well, it might. Well, considering it's my dream, my mouth, my restaurant, yep. I'm kind yep. of thinking. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It I'm is your ca- mouth. Yeah, exactly. 
12 of us, definitely my mouth. There's 12 of us at dinner. Um, and so there's probably going to be about eight dishes. I'm on my third now, am I? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So then I'm going to do tofu with mashed prawn that's been stir fried with uh, black bean sauce because I love that dish. Then I'm going to do mapo tofu, which is another vegetarian dish with a really hot chili sauce over silky soft tofu. Then I'm going to do some morning glory with some preserved bean curd. And then I'm going to do bok choy with shiitake mushrooms and hair vegetable in an oyster sauce. And I'm going to serve it with a really, really, really beautiful clear broth and plain fluffy rice with sesame seeds. So you are wow. cooking all this as well? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, because you can't even use the tap. <laughs> Looks as if I'm doing all of this. That's fair enough. <laughs> I mean, the idea is that James is a genie. He can just magic these things up, but uh, the but genie yeah. can't use the tap. So you're, you're cooking, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Got, so Clearly I'm done. cooking. I don't mind. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, you know, I quite enjoy it. I'm happy with that. I'm all good. Of all those dishes, what would you say is the star of the, of the table there? Probably the rendang. A rendang curry is it's a little bit like... I'm not gonna, I was going to say like your KFC secret recipe, but that kind of doesn't do the rendang curry any favours at all. But it's every single family and every single cook or chef has got their own version of making the rendang. And, and uh, you know, you, I, I, I've made a cooking show out in Malaysia a few years ago, and I was lucky enough to go and work with one of Malaysia's top cooks. She's incredible. And we made her rumper and we couldn't film the whole process because there was no way that she wanted all of her ingredients put onto camera or for anybody else. But she gave me the liberty of um, of making it with her. And so the rendang's there because there's so many wonderful stories that you can talk about a rendang. And it kind of, it's unlike any other curry you'd ever taste in your entire life. And it's somewhere between a curry and a stew. And it's spicy, but it's also sweet. And it's incredible. And it's probably the, the dish I cook most for dinner parties because i like my dinner parties to go on quite a while and then you get to three or four o'clock in the morning and people are falling around you know with their drinks and whatever the rendang comes back out just with a massive loaf of bread and people are into the rendang with these you know hunks of bread that they're ripping off and it's just it's, it's the meal that keeps on giving oh i mean your dinner parties great. sound absolutely incredible i put a lot of effort into them better than any birthday i've ever had <laughs> <laughs> But, but boys, you're, you're more than welcome to come over if you want. I mean, they are—it's—they are—it's a, a bit a bit of an open house. It has been known I've thrown a kitchen party, and halfway through the night, I've I've said to somebody, "Who are you?" <laughs> I have no idea at all who you are, and they've just walked in from the street. You know? I'm, and that's I'm Eamon fun. Holmes. <laughs> oh, no, Eamon's always Eamon's always welcome. He's adorable. You leave him alone. I don't think I've ever been at a dinner party and still been there at four in the morning. I get sleepy at like ten thirty, so I don't know. I don't know if I'd last the course at your at, at your dinner parties. I'd have to take some yeah. rendang home for the next morning. Yeah, you could do that. Or you could do. I've got a good friend of mine, Scott, who is one of the most intelligent and politically wise people I've ever met in my entire life. But the minute that he smells a shandy, he just turns into this complete drunken mess. Like, and he's and you can guarantee he will just find the hottest place in the house. And when he's had enough, he'll just be standing and then collapse into sleep. And it's like it's it's it, it's like the reverse of like when you finish your gymnastics, when you go over the horse and you stand proud. He does the opposite of that. Just crumples. And he just yeah, exactly. He just cr- crumbles on the floor. And so you could always join Scott for a cuddle in the warm, warmest part of the house. I'll go and, and then I'll Scott. bring some rendang over. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's nice. Ed absolutely loves leaving early. I do. He loves being the first one to go. No, he, he, he absolutely relishes it. 
What, what, what is it about leaving early you like it? I'm just, uh, I'm, I, I make cameos. I make impact cameos on parties. I'm in. Imp- I'm there for an hour. Yourself, chat <laughs> Have you heard yourself? I'm just gonna. What are you doing on Saturday? I'm just making an impact cameo. Um, you may miss me, but it's only a cameo. I'm in. Yeah. I, I have loads, loads to drink very quickly, and then by 11 p.m. I'm gone. <laughs> really? I think I still drink like I used to drink when I was a teenager, where you're just you can't believe you've got booze, so you just drink it really yeah. quickly. And yeah. I think I still do that, so I'm always burnt out by about 11. Um, no, no, no. You, you wouldn't do here. We'd pace you. We'd look after okay. you. We'd be very concerned about your longevity. Yeah. And, we, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd want you to stay, so we would pace you. You'd be fine. I just don't think you've been to the right parties, Ed. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think that's I think probably. And that's what it is. I think it's down to the environment. Usually at parties, it, uh, I'm usually one of the last people to go to sleep. It, it's just at the end of the party, it's just me and Nish Kumar sitting up together um, talking about our friendship. <laughs> talking about recalling the first time we met each other we, 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 we've been over it like a million times it's always like when I first met you I wasn't so keen <laughs> I remember when I decided that you were my friend <laughs> long, long I like to get those chats done at 7pm so I know I yep. can leave in a couple of hours time I'm like quickly Ed let's chat in. about the friendship it's lovely to see you I'm not taking my coat off <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm the opposite, actually, Ed. I think that I, I, if I, if I, I, re- I rarely go to other people's homes, um, like rarely at all. I, I like people to come here um, because I'm far more in control of them that way. And um, but if I do go over to someone's house, and then I'm the kind of person that you a bit like, Gok, it's time to go now. We're all exhausted. <laughs> I'm like that. And so yeah, it's the complete opposite. I just don't know when to stop. Oh, I'd love it if you visited Ed's house. You've got to visit Ed. Ed's doing loads of barbecues lately. Go over there for a barbecue. Come over for a barbecue, Gok. Who do you live with, Ed? We know about James. I live with my fiance, uh, and she's upstairs. Oh, lovely. And that's it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all you need to know <laughs> about her. You know this isn't a job application, Ed. You know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no pen pals for Ed, because yeah, he doesn't no like pals. talking about friendship too much. She uh, isn't. She's a fan of the results of the barbecue, but doesn't like me talking about the barbecue all the time and uh, mm. thinking about having barbecues, because I think what, I only bought it like... A month ago, we were having about three or four barbecues a week when I first bought it, and I talk about right. it all the time. And one time, she caught me hugging the barbecue. Was it was it on? It was heating up, so it was warm, semi warm, semi warm. Lovely for lovely for a hug. Nice. Um, and do you do you impose the same personal restrictions on yourself when you're doing your own barbecue? So will you then suddenly vanish halfway through the yeah. barbecue? Yeah. Having made an impactful cameo. <laughs> yeah, I make it. I make my right. impact cameo. Uh, I eat very fast as well. Uh, so normally she's even though it's your food yeah it's my food wolf it down and your drink and then uh and then start to clean up while she's still eating that's my that's normally how i do things (laughs) you know what you 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 you're a delight of a fiance you are (laughs) god she lucked out yeah she she really did (laughs) in Ed's defense when it comes to hugging the barbecue and this is true god weirdly his fiance has started deliberately dressing like the barbecue that's not true and so (laughs) that's true that is true you sent me a photo no, I sent you a photo of the barbecue, and then you saw a picture where she was also dressed sim- similarly to the barbecue. But I've not made her dress like the barbecue. Mm. Okay, so 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 just for the purposes of this part of the interview, stroke chat, stroke yes. weirdest moment of my life. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm now going to take off my chef's hat and put my styling hat on. Go for it. And I'm going to say, let's not ever say to anybody, uh-huh. regardless of whether you are about to marry them or whether you don't like them or whether you love them dearly, you may not even know them, that they look like a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just not going to do that. 
Okay, that boys. Mm. We're just we're never ever gonna do okay. that. Just okay. never. And we don't even need to discuss it really. We're just never ever. It's gonna a very do pretty that. barbecue though, Gok. No, I don't care. I don't care. Just just the word barbecue doesn't <laughs> sum up the words couture, beautiful, chic, elegant, mm. stunning. None of those things go with barbecue. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Okay. okay, yeah, fair Brilliant. enough. Brilliant. Look, I put my chef's hat back on, so no longer a stylist. A side dish. Can we go dumplings? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love a yeah, dumpling? Yeah, for sure. I'd probably do water dumplings, which is slightly different to a, a Japanese gyoza. And they would have um, five folds in the top, which are very important. Each one of those folds represents something. It can be anything you want. It can be five of your pen pals, James, if you want it to. Um, yeah. It can be five. Mine represent my five members of my family. So I, whenever I make a dumpling, it always has to have five folds on, respectful of my family. Mine represent the time I'm going to go home. <laughs> One, one, <laughs> one, one PM. Just one fold. It's closing it. Um, I and I'd probably serve inside water chestnuts. Actually, go mm-hmm. well in a dumpling because they hold their density. So I'd probably go water chestnuts, scallops, uh, dill, and bamboo shoots, and I would serve it with a vinaigrette. I've been eating a lot of dumplings recently. We we live quite mm. near to a Chinese supermarket, oh, and nice. we've, just been, we've just been filling the freezer up with dumplings and having. They're quite nights. good, I have to say. The ones from the one, the frozen ones are quite good. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with them at all. Have you ever tried to make your own dumplings? Uh, no, I made what well, I, I made bao once. Bao's good. Ba- Bao's tough to make. Yeah, it's it was really quite. Difficult. It was quite difficult. It came out all right though. I mean, probably yeah. you know. Not to any exacting standard, yeah. but it was a thing and it looked sort of like the thing I wanted it to look like. But It was a thing and it, it looked like a thing. It looked like nice. a thing, but it didn't matter. because You I should ate, be a food writer. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter anyway because I ate it within two minutes, so it didn't need go. to look nice. Just about consumption. Push it down and go to bed. I was a bit unsettled when I find out about Ed cooking stuff I didn't know he'd cooked. Oh, sorry, James. <laughs> well, normally you send me photos when you've cooked something. Yeah. And I didn't, didn't know about the bow. Did you two meet in a restaurant? Actually, we probably did, because we, we, we met on the comedy circuit, and we are probably doing a gig at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, that Hawaiian restaurant. Yeah, well, it was a Hawaiian bar, wasn't it? But it had a, there was a, it was a gig called Ha 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 at the Hawaiian, uh, and it cost right. £2 to get in, and you got an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet as well. For two quid? For two quid yeah. in Cardiff, yeah. And you guys. And wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's cheaper, you or the food. I can't yeah. quite work it out. I don't we were the we're... names we are now, Gok. Nowadays, that would be three quid minimum. <laughs> okay, so, so drinks are quite important, aren't they? Because drinks, drinks are a different conversation, um, uh, a different narrative. So, and, and also as well, drinks are a great way of bringing people together, especially if some of your friends aren't necessarily proper foodies that want to sit and talk about the process of doing the cucumber, you know, so you can talk to them about the booze. And so I'd probably start with an elderflower, an elderflower cocktail to bring to begin with. It's quite sweet, but refreshing, probably with a champagne base. I'm thinking probably with blackberries. Then I would then definitely an Aperol spritz. Let's think about an Aperol spritz that mm-hmm. brings everyone together, but not a Negroni. An Aperol, it has to be an Aperol spritz, lighter, fresher, far more um, universal. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and I drink beer. I like lager. So mm-hmm. I will then go on to bottled lager when everyone else goes on to wine. I like that juxtaposition. Um, and then it would be finishing on then spirits. And I don't like dark spirits. So I'd get the whiskey and the brandy out and everything else for everyone else if they wanted after their dinner with their chocolates. Um, 
and I would I would then start pouring my vodka, but my vodka has to be served in a fish jug. A fish jug? Yes. <laughs> What's that? So in so in Stoke on Trent, there's a very famous jug called a guggle jug, and it's shaped like a fish in its tail. And as you pour out of the jug, because of the vacuum of the air where the air can t- gets contained, it makes a clucking sound. And so it's called a gluggle jug. And I have one. It's my favourite thing. And I don't see, I can't really drink vodka out of anything else. It has to be out of this jug. I mean, into a glass. Yeah, not, you're and not so, directly from the fish yeah. into, into your mouth. Straight, straight from the gluggle jug. And it has been known when I've DJed at festivals and in nightclubs to take my gluggle jug <laughs> and just get it refilled. It has to be said. That's I know cool. it's odd. It just happens. No. It's good. I, I I like a DJ who's got a, a recognisable prop or gimmick or a mascot or whatever. Yeah. That's good. It, it's got a goggle jug up there. Dead Mouse has got the, the fake head. I've got my goggle jug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. So for your drink, you've sort of just picked every booze, really, haven't you? Mm. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Bit of a drinker. Yeah. Bit of a drinker. Like a drink. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a, but not wine. Not wine. And, and champagne gives me wind. So we steer away. Just say. But, but bottled lager doesn't. No, it does as well, but I'm normally too pissed to care. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. That's fine. Um, you mentioned elderflower. Is it just every... I, I just know. I'm having loads of conversations lately where people are saying they're getting into elderflower stuff again. Is it something that is being consciously pushed back into the public consciousness or is it just a coincidence that I've had a lot of conversations with people lately where elderflower has been brought up? Well, if you hang around at the Elderflower Society, then you're probably <laughs> yes. going to talk about elderflower quite a lot. I'm thinking, Can't James. So Can't I think help it's it. probably where you put yourself. It's geography. That's what it is. Yes. Who are, you, who are these people you're having conversations with about elderflower recently? Again, I've not told you about some mm. food I've been cooking. You've not been telling me about these elderflower freaks you've been hanging out with. Yeah, good, good point. Oh, uh, they're freaks now. <laughs> Wow, yes. Elderflower. Wow, this got deep, enough. quick. But my girlfriend's been getting into it. Rose Johnson uh, was telling me the other day that she really likes elderflower lately. She's been having more elderflower. My mum was saying that she's been having... I mean, these are the only people I talk to during <laughs> lockdown. Is it? Uh, that's three people in the last week. Bought up I think, I think four. There, there, could be, there could be a resurgence. I mean, there often is, isn't there? You know, it's food is... Food is trend-related, It goes, and it also depends on where we are at our, our, our time. And so there could be a moment, and then, you know, I remember not so long ago, it was all about honey in, in cocktails, wasn't sure. it? You couldn't go anywhere without having a honey cocktail. And so it could yeah. be this just a resurgence, elderflower resurgence. Okay. I love a honey cocktail. Honey and lemon and whiskey. Oh, delicious. Shake that up. Yeah, really good with a hangover, actually, they are. They're good for the, oh, yeah? the day after. Yeah, really good. A hot toddy, really good for the day after. If you're feeling really, particularly, you know that Sunday where you've, you've gone to the party, if for some reason you're out and it's, it's mm-hmm. in the countryside somewhere and you are literally hanging off of your stilettos, you're that rough the next day. And then you hit the, the pub lunch and you're one of the first in the pub, you sit down. If you just have a hot toddy before you do anything else, completely levels you. There's something incredible about it. We have very, very rarely have guests uh, who come in confidently and say, I want all of these drinks. <laughs> yeah. Normally people feel forced into picking one, but you've just absolutely done the no. right thing and gone, I want all no. of these at different points of the evening and I've, pl- I've yeah. planned out how pissed we're going to get yeah. at each point. In my world, we call that a lush. Yeah. Just being a total fucking lush. That's all it is. Such a nice word. Yeah, isn't it? Lush. Yeah. Just sounds nice phonetically. Mm. But I always get too giddy. I'd love, I'd love to have all that booze across the evening. But, like, yesterday we had a barbecue here and had some friends over 
and I was so excited. I had a beer while I was doing the barbecue and then uh, our friends arrived and I had some uh, sparkling wine and then some wine and then I was just done. I was done for the night. Yeah. I just needed to go but to I bed. think that's, that just goes back to your impactful cameos. Mm, that's it, that isn't you, it? You're already giving yourself a time limit. And so what you're doing is you're trying to intensify all of your experiences for everyone, actually. Yeah. Which is very generous of you, Ed. <laughs> I take big sips as well, Gok. <laughs> I really I take can big imagine. sips. Such big sips. You, they should call, they should call, me, the they life, should, they should call me the glugal drug. They yeah, should, absolutely. That's, you're a, you're that's a big, sipper. big sipper. But, but honestly, no matter, whatever you're imagining in your head now, Gok, it doesn't do it justice. <laughs> His big sips are insane. Oh, really? Yeah. It is mad. It's like an actual proper Hoover setting. Like it just because he doesn't. It doesn't look like he's doesn't look like he's taken much. It's just little tip of the glass and like already like over half gone in once. And it's a. Thing but I don't whole. understand why people sip beer like do little sips. I want I want like on a hot day if I have a cold beer I want to take one sip and for half of it to be gone. Refreshing. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. I, maybe I'm. I'm just trying to think how do I consume my alcohol. Uh, large quantities quickly as well yeah but maybe but then i'm I'm just kind of but i'm there for the duration ah but do you drink water whilst you're drinking sometimes and sometimes i forget and that's always the worst yeah okay so, so that's 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 my top tip see for your excitement and for your big sippage i think that you need to uh definitely start consuming the the water as well the tap water don't ask james to get it for you yeah <laughs> but then you just there have you to go. go to the loo so much and if you're hosting you don't want to be in the loo the whole night oh it's a nice break it's a nice break. And then just think about all those impactful cameos you can make That's every time true. you come back. Yeah. I mean, this has got so many pluses. Or just hold it all in and then wet yourself. And that's the ultimate impact cameo, isn't it? Okay. That's a different type of party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just so we're aware. Different type of party. Your dessert, Scott. Very exciting. For me, this is my favourite of all the courses. Ed's a starter boy. I like starters. I'm a dessert boy. What are you having? Nothing. I don't like them. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> don't like desserts. I think desserts are a waste oh, of time. Oh, are you winding me up? Just, 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 no. just, 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 just send it for a laugh, no. aren't you? Because I said it was my no. favourite. No, no. Nothing. Uh, no, there's absolutely zero dessert going on. You because if you've not, joking. Are you kidding me? Don't swear on me. I've just served you 15 courses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't, we've never had anyone skip dessert before. This is a triumph. Yeah. No, we're just going to go straight to the Holy booth, you know. If you want, I think Holy I've got an old Christ. marshmallow in the cupboard. Happy self. I think I've got a an little... An old bit, marshmallow? Bit, yeah, I've got, I've, I think I've got some nut bristle from 72 hanging around somewhere. By all means, I will eat that. that those are my only options. Yeah. If you carry on shouting, you're leaving. That's it. Oh, my God. Dave. I love this. It's such a baller I can't believe move. What, I can't believe what I'm hearing. But Gok's no already... Ever... Gok served so much for the mains and the yes, sides. You, and there's so but much there's no lovely booze. Yeah, but but then right straight to the booze, get into the serious drinking. Yeah, this start is it. Now the music's come on. We've changed the lighting. The chairs have been pushed away. You know, the dishwasher's oh. full. You know, we're, we're pouring the drinks now. We're all having a chat. We're yeah. all a bit full. You know, anybody that wants a dessert, we've got rid of. You know, the party has the party's really started. And I can see why, because I can see why your parties go on for a long time, because dessert draws uh, draws a line under the meal, doesn't it? Yeah. It sort of says that's the end, whereas you want to just carry on. All of those things. I'm, oh. I'm not too sure what that noise is. <laughs> James, that pain. You, James, uh, it pain. Me trying to contain my anger, Gok. 
You've been a very nice Did guest, you... and I don't want to get too angry with you at the end of the episode, but it is not the end of the meal where you have dessert. It's the start of the party, if anything else. It's not. It, starts it draws a line. Going. It draws a line. Yeah. No, it's I agree. Draw, it, draw, so I think it draws a line. It draws a line under the evening. It says, oh, everyone's going home now because you've had dessert. Whereas that wonderful thing that Gok said about later on, then the curry might come back out. You can't do that if you've had a dessert, can Thank you? Thank you. Thank what? You the curry much. comes back? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that, that, that'd be even worse for me. I'd be sitting there thinking, oh, oh, God's bringing a pot out. This must be the dessert, because it was weird that we didn't have... One's fucking curry again! <laughs> <laughs> Gok, when you, do the, when, you do, when you do the dinner parties where 40 people come over, do you ever yeah. ask any of them to bring a dessert? If, I mean, if they want it, they can have it. I mean, I give it no attention, really. It doesn't, it doesn't go pride of place on the table. I mean, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't even go in the same room. That's how much I... That's, <laughs> That's where would you put yeah. what room do you put the dessert in? Just like the toilet, the outside or something? toilet, the outside, the toilet. outside toilet, yeah, Maybe. the outside toilet. <laughs> this yeah. is disrespectful. I cannot believe this. <laughs> I cannot believe what I'm hearing. Yeah. You're telling me so, you're having four, you're having 40 people over to your house, and not one yeah. of them wants a dessert, yeah. And also, surprisingly, nobody raises their voice, James, either. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's a nice dinner party. We all get on. Who are these you know, people? You know, they're, they're grateful people. You know, grateful that they're coming over to a nice house and that somebody's put the effort in to organise a menu and to cook for them. And, you know, we're having great conversation. We're all getting on. We're talking about where our friendship started, where our friendship's Lovely. going to. Oh, I'll tell you what. things. I'll be talking about where our friendship ends <laughs> if there's no dessert at the party. <laughs> oh yeah. god yeah. i cannot believe yeah. we've had our first pass on the dessert sometimes people choose cheese and biscuits and that gets me angry enough but a pass yeah i'm i'm <laughs> all for it i think that's great i'd be so, i'd be so full from all that all the wonderful main courses oh yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly and, and also as well you want to save some room for you know for midnight curry you know there's all of that stuff happening you know I, could, I, I would be able to eat dessert and still have midnight curry later. I'd be able to do it. I'm going to go on the record and say that. <laughs> James, so, can I huh? ask you, what, so, so, this, so this love affair that you've got with the dessert? Mm, yes. Yeah. Where does that come from? The fact that it's the best thing in the world. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Am I not allowed to like the best thing in the world? <laughs> I, I, I would say that I come from a sweet-toothed family. My father right. has, a, has a sweet tooth. Me, my brother and sister do. It's not just my a sister. sweet tooth, it is a full mouth of sweet teeth. Okay, so, so I did actually make a dessert on the cooking. I made one dessert on the cooking show. Okay. And I made a cardamom rice pudding. Lovely. And I did it with a brulee top. And so I put the, the you know, oh, yes. and I also put, um, I also did chopped macadamia nuts on top, which are similar to a candle nut that you would get in Malaysia. And it means that you can actually use them as fuel so you can burn them as a candle for, for days. And so what I did is I then chopped up the macadamia nuts and I put them on top of the dessert and then I grilled them and then they kind of went crunchy and a little bit burnt and lovely and sugary. And so, do you know what? Just for you, James. Don't do it, Gok. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it, Gok. Oh, don't, oh, oh, don't pander to him. You've done, you've done so home. much work. Come home, Gok. Come home. Don't, you don't need to, pander. this is your house. This is your dream restaurant. We're in your mouth. You can't pander to him. Oh, little devil on your shoulder. This is like watching my parents argue. I, I want to love both of you equally. Equally, This is not fair on me. So, Ed, I know you don't want me to, but I, I feel for James here. He's passionate. You know, he loves his dessert. I'm going to give him the cardamom rice pudding okay. with the chopped macadamia nuts, with the brulee mm, brown mm, sugar. Mm. 
Well, you know what? Yeah, that sounds very nice. So I'm happy with that as well. Yes. I'm going to read your menu back to you now, Gok, and tell me how you feel about it. Okay. Uh, water. You would like yeah. still water. Still water from the tap. Problems of bread. You refuse to answer. Uh, and then you decided both, and the bread would have to be roasted onion bread with salted butter. <laughs> Starter. Yuxang. Main course. Yeah. Deep breath. Saltfish rendang curry. Whole sea bass, which... Um, the phone has corrected to sea bags, but I'm sure you would like sea bags. <laughs> Chili and salt pork chops, tofu with mashed prawn, mapu tofu, morning glory, bok choy, clear broth with fluffy rice. Side dish, water dumplings. Drink, an entire bar. Dessert, originally nothing, but then you decided on rice pudding with cardamom, brulee on the top and macadamia nuts. Lovely, lovely dessert. Do you know what? I would date me. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's, that's a substantial, handsome menu, I think. That's a phenomenal menu. That's really good. That's a whole evening as well. You've planned the whole night. Thank you so much for coming Literally, to the Dream Restaurant. Not a problem. That was lots of fun. Thank you. Well, there we have it. That was the off-menu menu of the brilliant Gok Wan. What a wonderful guest he was, James. A wonderful guest. And thank you, Gok. I will never forget your kindness in adding the dessert just for me at the end that there. Me. It, oh, so gracious. Not many guests have ever done that, gone out their way to appease me like that. So I will never forget it. I, I'm annoyed because we've had people pass on the starter before. Greg Davis yes. passed on the starter and yeah. he didn't appease me, did he? Nope, because it's a bullshit course and he knew that there was no point even I can't believe wasted his time with it. That you're still this arrogant about it, even though you know it's possible now that people might pass on dessert. It's not possible because their conscience will get the better of them. No. No, I'm not. Well, anyway, it did sound like quite a nice dessert. And the most important thing, of course, is that Gok did not say sweetbreads. Oh, thank you, Gok, for not saying sweetbread. Although, you know, I would have liked to have heard the word sweet out of your mouth a little bit more, if you know what I'm saying. Desserts. Desserts. We knew what you were saying. Um, so, thank you, Gok, uh, <laughs> for not saying sweetbreads and for appeasing James. We will now plug your show, which is called Gok Wan's Easy Asian. It's on the Food Network. It's on Mondays from the 10th of August. And it's also available on D-Play. D-Play! Me and Ed both do music podcasts now, and you can listen to them. Listen to Lifers by Ed Gamble on Spotify and Perfect Sounds with James Acaster, also on Spotify, but also on BBC Sounds. We both do music podcasts now because music is the food of love. We also, we're going to start doing love podcasts, aren't we? Yes, because love is the food of music. Food. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. We will see you again next week, probably. Uh, Keep on eating. Don't go I'm your dad's friend, Lou Santos, and I've launched a new podcast called Cuddle Club. It's better than it sounds, actually. I talk to special guests about cuddling. Mm, There's not another podcast on cuddling, I thought to myself. Guests include Catherine Ryan, Richard Osman and Alan Davies. It's a perfect gift to yourself or to loved ones because it's actually free to download. I'd I'd love you to listen, but you're going to be the loser if you don't. It's worth reminding you that there's no other podcast about cuddling. It's business gone crazy. It's available on Apple Podcasts. Of course it is. Acast, yes. 
Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe now, please. Don't be an absolute dick piece. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or amusing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour miracle grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.